Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Friday. Yeah. How good. The 29th of October. And it's just after 6 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Coming up on the show, we got Quizzy Dag. Quizzy Dag. You don't want to miss it. Melbourne Cup themed. And get this. 200 smackaroos goes to the winner. How good? 6.40 a.m. this morning. We've got a Melbourne Cup theme. Quizzy Dag, so don't miss that. Make sure you call us on the Kenatire phone line. 0800 150 811 at around 6.40 a.m. Whoo, looking forward to that. And, well, rest of the show with so much going on in the cricketing world right now, it'll be remiss of us not to get this man on one of the top voices in the commentary world, DK, Danny Morrison. Great way to start the 7 o'clock hour with some laughs and a bit of banter. And I'm sure Baz will get him right up and about. Maybe tell a few yarns. So looking forward to that one with DK Morrison just after 7 o'clock. And then following that, I'm going to have a wee chat about Bodie Barrett. Bodie Barrett's playing its 100th game. I've got lucky enough to play many a test with Bodie Barrett. And great to see him starting in the 10 jersey as well. I'm just going to... Share my little thought. I've just written a wee piece for him with some some clips and, and some bit of backing music as well. So looking forward to sharing that with you around 7.20ish. Then following that, we've got the Waikato Start Racing Preview Hall of Famer trainer, Murray Baker, who has been in the horse game and has done it all for over 50 years of training. So Murray Baker will join us. He's got a few horses riding in the next couple of we- uh, weeks, especially next over the weekend in the Victorian Derby and the chosen one in the Melbourne Cup. So looking forward to chatting, chatting to Murray Baker there. And then big game of rugby for All Blacks as they face off against Wales at a sold-out Principality Stadium. Someone that spent three years in Wales and knows what the psyche Welsh will need to bring to beat the All Blacks or to even put up a performance. They are missing a few players, but their team's just been announced as well. And they are pretty solid. Two Kiwis 
In the background, you've got Gareth, Gareth Anskin playing at 10, Johnny McNichol, ex-Crusader, playing at fullback. So they're not too bad. They're, they're tight fives uh, pretty much in all British and Irish Lions tight five, which tested the Springboks, let's be honest. Their game plan probably didn't suit them, but they did test them physically. So, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup. We've got Kieran Fonatea. He is a former Crusader and Samoan international. Kieran Fonatea spent three years in Wales playing for Scarlets and Ospreys. And he's going to join us this morning to chat about the Welsh psyche. He's coached by Wayne Pivak as well, so it'd be awesome to get his insights on what to what the All Blacks should be expecting on Saturday night. So looking forward to chatting to Fonatea. He's retired now. He's got a tiling business down here in Christchurch, so he's doing the hard mahi. Stopping into the bakery, getting a nice mince and cheese on the way to work. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then we've got the Friday tipple, mate. Friday tipple. Love it. Favourite part of Friday. We just really relax. Pop open a cold vista and we just chip away and we cheers the week that has been. And I really look forward to our Friday tipple and having a wee cheers with my good mate over there. In Auckland, he's got the windows open. Not a bad day in Auckland up there, Beza. How are you, my bro? Good morning, brother. Yeah, no sound actually. It's uh, well, it was raining last night. It was definitely an inside inside day yesterday. Thankfully, when you're stuck in a hotel room. Um, but today actually looks not too bad out there. I might see if I can coerce someone into letting me go out for a walk around the car park. But we'll see. We'll see how successful we are with that. Looking forward to today, though, mate. We're, DK Morrison, that could go anywhere. That (laughs) (laughs) it should be good. You're going to hit him right up, Bez. Yeah, well, I got I got a couple of little stories about DK Morrison from his travels over to the CPL, or as DK would say, that when the double Ds are taking on the double R's (laughs) here at Shazar. Oh, he's a crack up. He's been he's carved out a quite incredible commentary career post his successful playing career as well, and he's good fun. Oh, Danny, so it'll be good to have him on the show. But no, nah, mate, um, looking forward to it, actually. And, and Murray Baker will be great chat. 50 years training. Yeah, mate. You think yeah. of all those early mornings and the cold, oh. sort of wet winter mornings, getting up at sort of 3.30 or, or earlier and getting out there on the track. And mm. and the passion for racing must just be absolutely mind-blowing. So looking forward to chatting to him, especially on, on the cusp of, nice. on the eve of uh, Derby Day. One of my favourite days in the racing calendar, mate. Um, what? Uh, how was your afternoon yesterday, anyway? What did you get? Up yeah, to? no, it was good, mate. It was good. I look, I'll be yeah. So we obviously told you we did the irrigation the other day, but um, so <laughs> I don't know. I think we might have put the wrong heads in. I'm unsure. I don't know. They just one of them, like we we one of them was leaking. So my mate that helped me come over, we fixed it, and but then the other one started leaking down the down the line. So. <laughs> Ah man, I just see I kind of kind of gave up on that. So the problem is I've got a I've got a um, variable speed pump that that's kind of set up to variable um, speed and, pump. Yeah, so lucky. If, I don't don't I don't know much about pumps, but it's a variable speed pump, so it can pump out lots of water or it can pump out little bits of water. You know, so it can change its speed to match whatever system you've got going. So I think this system is is too high pressured for the sprinkler heads at the moment because they're um, constantly just uh, the the ones we put in are, are just letting it leak. And so what has happened is when I um, put my sprinklers on, when I put my sprinklers on, they're only going for about my whole system. So it goes around. It's got zones around the house. So it goes around. 
And then it gets to the one we just did on uh, on over well, a couple of days ago, and it goes for two minutes, and then it just stops and cuts out and then turns off the pump. The worst thing about the pump is the pump's at the start of the driveway, so I've got to get in my truck, drive up <laughs> 100 metres to the road and, and reset it, and it's a shambles. But look, we'll, we'll get it sorted. I've got I've got my mate. He's a busy man, so we'll, we'll get it sorted one day, and he'll come out and we'll try and fix it. But uh, it's just above me. I don't know. Have any idea about sprinkler heads and what's needed? So yesterday I was digging holes, mate, trying to fix the sprinkler. It was it was all good though. I got it done. Put on I your saw your a, meal, mate. A crack. Oh, it's pretty yeah. outstanding today, to be honest. Yeah, tell say it, tell us. Can you talk us through it, mate? Talk us through this next meal that Sir Peter Vella's got you. Yes, well, his Read hotel it. there, the double, <laughs> double Tree by Hilton over at Caraca there. Now, the Clevedon Buffalo Curd and Curious Cropper Tomato Salad with Balsamic Dressing. That was a lovely entree or a lovely accompaniment. <laughs> and then Beef Cheek, I can't even say this word, Burgon <laughs> something with a comfort. Well, anyway, it was bloody outstanding. With a comfort garlic potato mash and roasted honey-basted carrots. And just to top it off, Ugh. a little lemon meringue clear and buttered apple macarons. What, and then washed it down with a beautiful Central Otago Pinot Noir. So I had a hell of a night, actually, mate. Sat there, watched Ted Lasso. Have you ever seen Ted Lasso? No, mate. Is it good? Oh, do yourself a favour. Brilliant. Yeah, it's good. Like, well, you got a minute. Fantastic. Sell it to me. you got a minute. Sell what? it to me. What? What is it? Okay. Uh, American football coach gets hired by... Um, this uh, female owner who's trying to tear down her club, so she does anything possible yeah. to try and run it to the ground, gets hired by um, her to coach a English Premier League team um, or First Division side, knowing nothing about football, but then just takes the side on a journey. So I won't ruin it for everyone, oh, but the storylines are outstanding. It. It's okay. quite a, from Sold a me. coaching point of view, um, mm. There's some quite cool stuff. It's a fun sort of laugh, and there's, you know they get sort of involved in the characters as well. Um, but there's some really good stuff in there. Actually, I quite enjoyed it, especially while I'm sipping away on a little Pinot Noir in, in isolation, mate. So yeah, Ted So for anyone out there who's chasing down, maybe all those people in Auckland who are still locked up for a little while, and those in, in the Hamilton Waikato region, get on. And do yourself. I don't think it's on Netflix actually. I think it's on um, it's on some other platform. But if you can find it, get on. Do yourself a favour. If you get any time, bro, which you're not going to, might be on Apple TV actually. If you're not going to, uh, if you're if you've got too much to do, then that's okay. But if you're uh, if you get a break in your irrigation business, get on and have a little look at Ted Lasso, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> no, I'm watching. I'm watching Homeland, bro. I'm watching Homeland at the moment, and it goes for like nine seasons. So it's the longest series ever. You lose me at about season two, but I'm still on it. I'm still on um, Homeland, so I'm watching that and, and chipping away at that. But I'll have to get on that. Ted, Ted, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah, well, yeah, either way. I'll get one on that one, mate. Hey, Baz, yeah, you obviously, um, <clears throat> oh, I love bringing this up with you because it gets you going. Gets you going. <laughs> you obviously saw. Are you, out in, are you out in a couple of days, mate? Is that the news from yesterday? Are you out in a couple of days? You can go home and oscillate at home or what? Should have been the news is. Should have been. But nah. <laughs> da -da. Nah. Stinking. That was just that was a that's like a ordering a chicken Caesar salad at lunchtime, eh? And your mate gets a big beef burger. <laughs> it's just a big plate of just kidding yourself. That's what it was yesterday. Just a big old <laughs> plate of disappointment. <laughs> no, carry on. Melbourne that's me Cup. every time. Melbourne Cup in the Sedema. 
Anyway, hey, there's some people who can't even oh. get home. So let's hope that that system and the change to the system means that we can get more Kiwis back to our beautiful country yeah. and allow them the opportunity to see a lot of their loved ones who they've been old, they've been missing for a long time. But I fear that yesterday it's not going to open up a whole lot of uh, a whole lot more mm. MIQ beds, which is a bit frustrating when you consider. Well, when you consider some of the other things which are going on. But anyway, we don't need to get into that, do we? We're on the cusp of Friday. Well, it's ha- fun, ha- fun Friday. Yeah, speaking of fun, how's Flem, mate? How's Flem? You obviously can't mix and mingle him. Is he doing all right, though? Well, Flem's also getting a little bit of the old double tree by Hilton <laughs> Caraca meal, too. So I expect he's had a very sound sleep, and he's just maybe... He wouldn't even be up by now, I reckon, old Flemo. He'll just be lazing around his room, and he's probably oh. going to sweep down the road there as well, or down the hallway. I'm not really sure. Mm. But he seems good, in good spirits. He's got his bike, the exercise in the room, so he'll just be chipping away. And mm. he, he seemed to have a whole lot of bags on the way home, so maybe he got maybe he got paid in rupees and straight up. <laughs> maybe he's just like Scrooge <laughs> McDuck swimming around his his MIQ room and his rupee. Yeah, that's a sight. Well, for someone, he is, mate. Because uh, I, 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 I got to talk to you about the donk, actually. Because oh man, she, things got heated yesterday. Things oh, got heated oh, in Daisy. that dag household. Daisy was watching. <laughs> you're kidding? You going yeah, to Queenstown said, oh. to play golf? I said, oh, I'm going to Queenstown in three weeks. And she goes, what? I said, oh yeah, I got work <laughs> down there. Um, we're taking you down, down to Queenstown. <laughs> it's work, honestly. It's work. We gotta go. We have to go. It's all part of the gig, you know. We've with blah, 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 you know, talking my way out of it. And she lost it. So her parents are coming to stay. Her parents are coming to stay for a couple of, um, couple of weeks, and that's the second week, and I'm taking oh. off to play. Uh, no, we're going we're going down to spread SNZ in Queensland, aren't we? Well, we're taking SNZ part. to the regions, bro. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's yeah. clearly the most important. The fact that we happen to have 18 other guys around us on a golf trip is just a, <laughs> hey, that's just, uh, these things happen, right? We we can't possibly organise that sort of um, experience. But, yeah, this, this wasn't overly comfortable with it either. But, uh, yeah, Don't so worry, I saw it. I saw it. Look, I, no, because you know the worst thing is I t- obviously told her weeks ago about this trip that me and Bears are trying to organise. But I totally forgot about it. So when she went up brought it up last night, I was like, "No, it's work. Like it's already the work locked the dates in. Like I can't change the OB." And she said, "Weren't you?" <laughs> so she caught me up. She caught me up. <laughs> she caught me red-headed. <laughs> and I had to go away, come back, and smooth it off. And and she understood. She understood a lead, but it's okay. I'm looking. So you're going to drive? Will you drive answer. from Christchurch to Queenstown, or will you fly? Because the flights are expensive. No way. I haven't even had a look at the flights to be honest, Bears, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll fly. That that drive's six hours. And I'd say Sunday when we're gonna come home. Eleven hundred bucks. From Christchurch. No, from from um Hamilton. That's if I could fly out of Hamilton. I was anticipating maybe things might have been eased by then, but otherwise I'll have to transfer the flight from, from Tauranga. But bit pricey. Bit pricey. You can go yeah, to, no, to V G or something for that, couldn't you? Yeah, you can go to Fiji, mate. No, that's terrible, terrible. You don't, but you, you can't drive from from there, so you got to fly, mate. So just spend that that that, that rupee, you'd be right. <laughs> Here we go, Christchurch <laughs> Tim, straight in there. Love Ted Lasso. There you go. He actually 
Ted Lasso. I reckon if Flem grew a moustache, he might have. He might actually look a little bit like Ted Lasso as well. Yeah. Maybe great moustache. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to most on the show today? Is what's the what party uh, you looking I'll... forward to? Obviously, the Friday tipple. Mate, oh, I'm looking forward to a bit of everything, really. What? Are, yeah, I'm just going to go through. Oh, actually, DK Morrison, mate. Oh, I've never spoken to DK. I love his commentary. I love to hear some stories from Danny and um, just hear some yarns. He's Like you said, not many people can go from, from playing and straight into the commentary. Commentators are special. They got, that's a special industry. Only a select few are able to transform and go in there and do it well and actually have the you know, like this, the thing with the commentators, they've got a special tone. They've got that special tone. You think of the greats, you know, like a Nisbet, and then you think of a Morrison, and even Simon Dool at the moment. Like they've got that special voice and, and an ability to to draw people in. I think DK Morrison has got that that kind of voice. So looking forward to chatting to him and and telling a few stories. And mate, look, I just love Friday. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. It's the fun Friday. We bring a lot of energy. We bring a lot of fun, and we just share some stories. So I'm looking forward to it, mate. Um, just just chatting, chewing the fat with my good mates. I'll be honest, Baz. It's mm-hmm. so good to have you back, man. It's been real cool to just hear your voices and just get you back on the airways, brother. So it's been cool. No, nice to be back with you. You've done a sterling job holding the fort too, my friend. So it's great to be back. And, yeah, I'm, I agree with you as well on... Danny Morrison. The thing about DK Morrison, he's carved his niche actually offshore. I think he's he's a real um, his style of commentary is really appreciated in say the Caribbean or, or um, the subcontinent. Mm. Um, he might be a little lively for the uh, for, for the folk of New Zealand and Australia or or England, but he's carved a niche and he's good fun and he's doing wonderful things. So we'll look forward to chatting to him. Well, I'm looking forward to most. I know we're going to get off for a little break shortly. I'm looking forward to your Bowden Barrett chat a little bit later on. Obviously, he brings up 100 test matches um, this yeah. weekend, becoming our, well, the 11th centurion for the, for the AB. So I'm looking forward to hearing your piece on, on Bowden Barrett later on. Um, and obviously, for me, chatting to Murray Baker is going to be pretty cool too. So plenty to come on the show, and we'll try and make sure we get you guys all involved too. Feel free to give us a call on... On the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 or send us a message on double eight double three, and you are listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and a big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Oh, you definitely are on a fun Friday. Hey, in about 20 minutes' time, 0800 the Kennard's Higher phone line is your vessel, your portal, to $200 in bonus bets from the TAB. Our Melbourne Cup-themed Fun Friday jackpot is here for Quizzy Dag. So make sure you've got your hot little fingers near your keys and you're doing your Melbourne Cup study right about now. Stars of the turf. But it's up, up to Yarkow Shark. Champions of the track. He's the best in the land. Sunday's son won it. The best to ever pace. And once again, Lazarus has arisen. And the calls will never forget. He's an equine masterpiece. He's fearless. This is Baz and Izzy's New Zealand Cup Week Countdown. Welcome back to our Cup Week countdown today. We are 10 days out, just 10 days from Cup Week kicking off. And, well, 10, what a great number. We don't have a guest today, but what we do have is out-and-out perfection. Yep, 10 out of 10. Well, Lazarus, the fastest winner of the New Zealand Cup, 
would have to be pretty close to perfect. And he showed that winning that winning, and he showed that winning in back-to-back years, blowing the field away by links in 2016 and 2017. Yes, Baz. In 2016, he ran the New Zealand Trotting Cup record time of three minutes and 53 seconds. How quick is that? A blistering pace for a four-year-old who that day was simply a class above his rivals. Lazarus for Mark Purden leads. Chris and Mies a length and a half away. Smolder's going to try and get the leader, but Lazarus kicked away. Three wide Tiger Tara, four out Franco Nelson. He had a look, Mark Purden. He sent Lazarus for home. Third quarter, 28.4. Lazarus is out by five lengths, Tiger Tara. Then Smolder and Tiger Tara. But it is all Lazarus clear of Tiger Tara. And once again, Lazarus has arisen. Lazarus has beaten Tiger Tara and Titan Banner. You were only getting a dollar ninety on the tote that day, and it was obvious why. The second he won that race, though, nobody, absolutely not a soul, doubted that he would be able to come back and do it again a year later. Lazarus leads, 400 to go. He had a look, a rare look over the right shoulder, Mark Purden. Make that two. Piccadilly Princess, two lengths away. Then Heaven Rocks, Jack's Legend, Tiger Tara, have faith in me. Third quarter, 27-3. It's all over here, folks. He's going to do it again. He's out by eight. It's Lazarus clear of Jack's Legend <laughs> and Tiger Tara. Get NASA on the phone. He is in another orbit. Lazarus does it again. Lazarus Speak Jack's legend, Tiger Tara, and Maxim. <laughs> How good. You can understand why my chair's just broken. I keep rocking back like I'm riding, driving the horse, driving the horse. You think a dollar ninety was short odds, Bears. In 27, when he needed to when we needed to get NASA on the phone, he was a dollar twenty-seven at closing price, and he brained them. Well, he was that sort of horse, wasn't he? He was 10 out of 10, probably two of the most dominant cut wins and in back-to-back years as well. As this speaks to the sort of gun race horse he was. After he won his second New Zealand Trotting Cuppers in November 2017, he headed overseas, firstly to Aussie, where he did have great success, and then onto the States and then Canada, where he was simply brilliant, including winning the $325,000 Dan Patch Stakes on debut at Hoosier Park, I think it's called. Not many standard breeds travel like that to the north and beat them up as he did. How good, Bez. How good. There you go. Ten days out from NZ Cup Week. That is Lazarus. What a champion horse. The fastest winner of the New Zealand Trotting Cup and pretty close to pacing perfection. Ten out of ten. What are your memories of the great pacer? Did you back him at those unbackable odds? Give us a call or flick us a text. On double eight double three, or on the Kenards Higher phone line, 0800-150-811. Did you get on Lazarus? What a champion horse that is. Woo! Give me goosebumps, that little that little tracking at the start. Then. <laughs> How good, Baza. It sounded very crusader-like, didn't it? Was it, was it the same yeah. song? <laughs> That's why I get up and about, mate. It's the same song. Oh, brilliant. Good memories. Lazarus number 10. Absolutely brilliant. Our New Zealand Cup week down, a week countdown. Lazarus, the perfect 10. Right, 6.30 in the morning. It's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand.
Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 28 minutes away from seven. Lazarus, uh, what a horse he was. Send your messages through on double eight double three if you've got great memories of the great Pacer. It's time for a Love Racing and Z update, lads. And yesterday we were at Tiaroha, and yesterday my faith was not rewarded. <laughs> You're a bit unlucky, though. A bit unlucky, Louis. Well, this is the dilemma, Baz. When do I drop Alchemia? When do I just say, not for me anymore? Because the run wasn't that bad, but I thought she would have let down harder than that. So, anyway, it is to be. That's what racing's all about. You have to draw these lines at some stage. Knowing me, I'll probably back her one too many starts, and that was probably yesterday. So what happens next start? Let's see. Today they are uh, at Hawara, and um, they've actually got a pretty decent track at Hawara. A dead six, showery conditions, so let's see if that changes throughout the day. Keep your eye on the weather there. And it's not a bad meet. And Jamie Richards, you can know it's a good track when he has his team up and about, and I don't. we obviously won't have scratchings at this time of the morning, so I'm not sure if all of these will be going. But he's got a couple of his youngsters um, wound up, and they are coming back. The Panther Lightning Field Avanello, they are all set to go. Avanello ran a third, I think, in the Caracamillion two-year-old race. Um, it's got the top weight here, but it's got the claim of Joe Cameroodin in race two. It's at $2.90. Interesting little price. The Panther and Lightning Field have both shown great promise in their young careers as well. So he's got a strong hand to play there. And throughout the day, as I always say with these kind of rural meets, especially in Taranaki, if you can find a, a market mover where the locals are having a bet, it's usually a good sign. I haven't seen anything just yet, but we'll watch throughout the morning. Marshy's got a nice horse, Bugatti, a charm spirit gelding that was pretty decent on debut for third as well in race three. And throughout the day, I think that's going to be good racing. There's a very short price favourite, and we dance for Bill Thurlow, the local in race four. But we'll keep an eye on the fields and see if we can see any market movers and update you throughout the morning. Of course, today is Friday. Murray Baker is up on the show later on, and he is a Hall of Famer, an out-and-out legend of the racing game in New Zealand. He's got um, well, a strong hand to play this weekend. Andrew Forsman and himself with Aegon over in the seven or the eight million dollar Golden Eagle, and back here he's got a couple of nice chances, including Frontman that goes around in the same race as Baz's Tabata, which is race number seven at Tauranga. Just having a look at the market, no move. Still don't have a jockey on the TAB website for Tabata Baz. Do you have any news to break for us, or are we still pending? Pending, my friend. Pending. I've got. To, I've <laughs> got to try and just pull in a few favours, to be honest. And uh, let's see. Let's see what I can muster up. But if we can get a senior jock on, <laughs> then we're a big chance, lads. That's all I can say. Well, she's at. How hard is it to get a to get a jockey, Baz? Like obviously the. What is? Is there only a select few? Oh. COVID wouldn't be happening with Auckland lockdown, eh? Well, there's also a pretty good meeting down at Awapuni, so a lot of the other you know, the top jocks have gone down there. Mm. And with the nature of um, Tabata carrying 53 kilos as well, it's not necessarily that easy to get um, get a, a top jock. But let's see. Let's see. Yeah. We'll see what unfolds. She'll run well, though, lads. What about just quietly Trent Buston's tip from yesterday as well? Don't forget about that when you're having a punt. And I'm I'm saving my money today, actually, lads, which is not mm-hmm. normal for me. I like to spend it normally. But I'm going to save my money today, and I'm going to try and unload and wreak havoc on the TAB, Paulie Mwati and the team tomorrow, because I think it's a 
massive day of racing, and I'm hoping to get plenty. But that Audrey's girl, remember that from yesterday? Yeah. It was in race three, What's the Wakefield at Flemington. What's the pain, Louis? Market hasn't moved necessarily. It's still that $26.550 suit. I mean, it did it has come in from 31s on the New Zealand TAB. Offshore, you could probably shop around a little bit. Um, well, they don't, obviously. <laughs> but there are other prices that <laughs> would suggest that it's maybe a bit wider in the market. Um, $26.550 here, Audrey Girl on the New Zealand TAB and the Group 2 Wakefield Stakes. But it was just the manner in which he kind of tipped it out that it's going to back up in the Oaks mm. and they want to see it perform and it's a real real place chance. We actually said it'll run the top three. <laughs> he did say it'll run in the top three, which is highly encouraging. Is have you had a little punt yet or not? Too I'm busy on. I'm on. I had a punt yesterday. No, no, I had <laughs> I had one punt yesterday and I was like, yes, I'm gonna fill up here in Tiaroha and I went on honey honey and it it um yeah. <laughs> went no good. <laughs> <laughs> we're no good. We're no good. It's paying three fifty, and I was like, "Yes, I'm going to get paid here." And I think I got beaten by Tukisha or something. Yeah, something better. And oh, I was gutted. But anyway, now I'll have a punt. I had a punt on Audrey's girl. I've actually had a multi. I've had two to Kaka uh, into a tissue over the weekend. Um, oh, yeah. I've got a few little multis going going along through the weekend as well. So I've had my punt. I'll just sit back and. And chill out, going to cruise off to Terrace Downs. But I've actually jumped the gun here. So oh, thanks for talking well, about you? a golf trip. I've got a trip planned to the supermarket next week. That's from Rich in Auckland. Yeah, you know what, Rich? I think I might have jumped the gun too because we've got COVID here. And I, oh, I could potentially see nah, you're going to get right. locked down maybe. You reckon? No, nah, you'll be right. You'll be, you'll be right. Although Grunter reckons you're going to be a little bit busy. Grunter from Wellington, he reckons you've got a busy weekend coming up. He said, is, is he available as a jockey? <laughs> well, oh, Grunter. if I can lose 60 kilos overnight, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, what's his, uh, there's another one here from Jim and Tamuka. So a golf tour and wine and food without the family. Sounds great. Any spare seats? Sorry, Jim. No spare seats. Reserved for a very illustrious crew of SNZ. <laughs> Staff and and lads. Anyway, what do we got coming up next? Oh, the quizzy dad. You know what we got. You know. (laughs) You got to take on the is master and you could win how much? How much is the bonus bet is? 200 smackaroos, brother. Oh, get on that phone line. 0800-150811. Give us a call. All right, you certainly are. Now, I need to tell you, we've got a $200 quiz to come up. We're playing for $200. This is real money. This is sort of I'm Thunderstruck, Tavi Mac, Tabata, having a big weekend money. All right, so lock and load. 0800 150 811. Get on the phone line, and I do need to tell you, via the TAB, you can bet early on the Melbourne Cup. This is a Melbourne Cup-themed quiz. Don't wait to the last minute on Tuesday. The final fields are out Saturday night, so go to tab.co.nz and get your bets on nice and early for the great race. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like a skip a pass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now, give it a go. Oh, 
Yes, it is. It's Quizzy Dag on a juicy Friday. And Baz, Baz, you've seen the quiz. Is this a toughie? Is this a toughie? Tough? Mate, you have got to be a Melbourne Cup tragic <laughs> to get a hold of this quiz today. I'm not I'm not joking. Like, I think sometimes you, you give money away, right? But today, if you get it, yeah. you've earned it. That's all I can say. Yeah, okay. So plenty of calls. Okay. Get that phone line stacked yep. up because I reckon we're going to get deep into okay. it. Yeah, I reckon as well. <laughs> it's a toughie <laughs> Melbourne Cup theme. 200 bucks could be yours. We're going to go to Craig in Auckland, listening on 1476 AM in Auckland, mate. Good morning, Craig. Morning. Morning, mate. You're up first. You're up for first. Here we go. Good Question luck. number one. What year? What year was the inaugural Melbourne Cup? Inaugural Melbourne Cup. That was 18... 1892? Nope. No. Hard luck, Craig. No, it wasn't. Sorry, Craig. Close. Ah, good effort. Good effort. Tim. You're going to have to be fast on the draw, I reckon. Here we go. How we doing, boys? What year? Good, good, good. What year was the inaugural Melbourne Cup? 1861. Beautiful, beautiful. Question number two. Who trained last year's winner, Twilight Payment? Five. Four, three, uh, two, one. Joel, uh, sorry, Joseph Patrick O'Brien. <laughs> oh, we've got to give him that. We've got to give him that. Only because he threw the Joseph Jeez. Patrick in there. <laughs> so quick what? fingers you got there, brother. I love it. That's Here we good. go. Question number three. Who was the first female <laughs> jockey to win the Melbourne Cup? Five, four, three, uh, two, one. No, no. Sorry, brother. Thank you. Jason. Good morning, Jason. Yo. How's it going? Morning, Jason. Yo. Good, mate. Good, mate. Who was the first female jockey to win the Melbourne Cup? Five. Michelle Payne. Four. Beautiful. Beautiful. Question number four. Who ran the fastest time of three minutes... 16.3 seconds. Kingston Rule. Five. Oh, you are <laughs> kidding me. You are kidding. He's on. Jason from Papakura. Here we go. Question number five, bro, for that 200, 200 bucks. bucks. Here we go. Who was the last Kiwi-trained horse to win the Melbourne Cup, and who was it trained by? Five. Oh, Four. man, I don't know that one. Three, um, two... Nah, no idea. One. Oh, Jay, sorry, brother. Good effort, man. Alan from Fakatani. Oh, yes, come up the top. Come on, Al. Come on, Al. Who was the last Kiwi-trained horse to win the Melbourne Cup, and who was it trained by? Alan. Um, was it Efferal? No. 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 Sorry, Alan. Sorry, Alan. Tim. Tim. Yo. Hey, mate. Tim, you're up, brother. For 200 bucks. Was, who was the last Kiwi trained horse to win the Melbourne Cup and who was it trained by? Was it Maccabi Diva by David Hall? No. No. No, it wasn't, Timmy. Sorry, bud. Question. Simon from Auckland. Simon, good morning. Morning, mate. <coughs> Here we go. Was it who was the last Kiwi trained horse to win the Melbourne Cup and who was it trained by? Was it... Jezebel? 
No, no, it wasn't Jesus built. No. Sorry, bud. Brenton. Hey, brother. Brenton. Hey, hey brother, you're up, man. Who was the last Kiwi trained horse to win the Melbourne Cup? And who was it trained by? Was it Prince of Finance and by Darren Weir? Not no. Kiwi, unfortunately. Kiwi no, trained sorry, horse. Bud. And who was it trained Kiwi trained by? horse. Kiwi trained Keep horse. Keep those calls coming in. 0800 811. We've got Zaid. Zaid will get it. He knows. Mm. Uh, Melbourne Cup, man. I don't have a clue. I'll just say Prince of Aaron. <laughs> no, not Prince of Aaron. Sorry, mate. Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Yeah, mate. Here you go. Your time to shine, bud. Who was the last Kiwi trained horse to win the Melbourne Cup and who was the train by? Is it. Is it. Uh, Brew. Um, Mike Baroni? No. No. Sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. 0800 150 Got to give it away. Got to give it away. Who we got next? Told you it was tough. The, the phone operators are running and working overtime. <laughs> Come on, phone operators. Get them on. <laughs> Giving them enough time to Google it. Come on. Can we, can oh, I give everyone's it already been. Can I give Is a tip? a toughie bit, Bez? Yeah, yeah, but can I just give a little bit more of a tip out? Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Give them right. Its sire was Zabil, and it also won the Victorian Derby, the Melbourne Cup, well, obviously, and the Turnbull Stakes. Victorian Derby, Turnbull Stakes, to go along with the Melbourne Cup, was the Australian champion stayer. Surely that's enough. Okay. We, we got a couple. Here's Murray. Get Murray on. Murray hasn't read. Mars. 200 bucks on the line, too, lads. Murray. 200 Murray, your time. Smackaroos. Murray. Morning, Murray. Empire Rose. What is that? No. <laughs> Empire Rose. No. no. Oh, oh, it's not Empire Rose. Rose. Sorry, mate. 0800-150-811. We've got about 90 <laughs> seconds here for a new contestant to get on. Ryan. 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 Ryan from Christchurch. It's your time to shine, bud. Good morning. Is it Brew? <laughs> oh! No. <laughs> it's not Brew. It's Brew's already been. It's not Brew. Oh, no. Where's Seeds? Get Charlie on. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. Mate, how's it? How's it, mate? Your time. Who was the last Kiwi trained horse to win the Melbourne Cup and who was the train by? The Serial. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? If you give me the horse's name, that's enough. That's, that's enough. Grant. Grant. Who was the last Kiwi horse... Trained horse to win the Melbourne Cup, and who was trained by? Grant. Uh, Ki- Kiwi and Snow Lupton. No. No. no Another sorry, clue. Man. It was owned sorry. by Lloyd Williams. And we've got to, it, it was, was owned, owned by, by Lloyd, Lloyd Williams, and it was trained by... Is he? Josh, Josh. Josh, trained by Graham yeah, Rogerson. Trained by Graham Rogerson. Yeah, Josh. What was the horse's name? Yeah, efficient. Trained by Graham Rogerson. Yeah! Efficient. <laughs> oh, that was far from efficient. <laughs> Rogie! 
<laughs> Josh, you've won, bud. You've won the 200 bucks. Thank you so much. Stay on the line. We're probably going to shoot off because we're coming back <laughs> with Trudy's Will because that soaked up all the time. Not happy with you here last Well, Baz, make today your make turning today point. Your turning point. There, Martin online. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly are. News isn't far away, but before then... It's it's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as well. Halloween this Sunday, Friday today, and Baz, a fellow sporting star, is also an MIQ. He's only got four days left, though. He's 10 days down after Sale GP. So, Russell Coots, Baz, is at the Crown Plaza. Sounds a bit flatter than your Sedema. But he's equally as tetchy as you. I had him on the phone a couple of days ago. He is paid off. But this is stint number four for him. He's had a dodgy Rotorua motel. He's had the Mangari Holiday Inn. And he's not getting sushi platters, crayfish, nor beef cheek. And he wants to know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds delicious. (laughs) We've been to his house. He's not doing too bad. (laughs) Yeah, he's a legend too, old Russell. Absolute champion. What a house. What a joint. Oh, crikey, we're just trying to regather ourselves as well, Trudy, after that quiz. How funny was that? It was great. Jeepers, oh. we, we almost couldn't give it away. Almost couldn't give it away, it but we me. finally did. Yeah, we could have given it to you, Trudy, actually. We gave it to Josh instead. Well done, Josh. Good work. Right, we're coming up to 7 o'clock in the morning. That means it's time for the news with Trudy. We are craving a cafe about now. Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SW23 Sport, the fragrance by Shane Warne. New and exclusive at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Friday, the 29th of October. It's just after 7 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Got a wee uh, quote here from the great man Grantness, but don't vacillate. Vaccinate. Don't vacillate. Vaccinate. There you go. If you're in Christchurch, get out and about because, well, we don't want to be locked down. But anyway, that's enough of that. Quizzy Dag, what a champion. What a champion quiz that was. That was. Congratulations to Josh. 200 bucks going your way for the Melbourne Cup, mate. Put that on the Melbourne Cup. We've got some great weekends of racing coming up. So well done to Joshy winning that. Uh, coming up, we've got the Waikato Stud Racing Preview, Hall of Famer Trainer, Murray Baker, who has been in the horse game and done it all for over 50 years of training. Looking forward to chatting to him. And then we're going to talk some rugby. um, Bowden Bazza, hot dog Barrett. He's playing his 100th (laughs) test on Sunday morning early. Um, I'll I'll have to, uh, you know, tell you why he's called a hot dog. You probably can take it in. He's a bit of a hot dog after he scores all those tries. Um, Big game rugby for the All Blacks as they face off against Wales at a sold-out Principality Stadium, someone that spent three years in Wales and knows the psyche the Welsh will need to bring uh, to beat the All Blacks on Sunday morning is former Crusaders and Samoan international Kieran Fonati. He spent three years at the Scarlets, Ospreys, and he was coached by Wayne Pivak as well. So looking forward to chatting to Fonz. And then we've got the Friday tipple. So we've got a good couple of hours coming up. Like always, give us a text on double eight double three, or call us on the Kenards Higher phone line. If you love that quiz, Melbourne Cup theme. It was a toughie, efficient, efficient, trained by Graham Rogerson. That was a tough one there. But right now, we've got to head off. We've got to shoot off to a man, the voice of cricket, DK Morrison. He's on the line, Baz. He's waiting for us. Yeah, I'm not sure he's there just yet, but 
here, efficient, also trained, I think ended up being trained by Robert Hickmott from memory. Is, is that right, Louis? You might know a bit more about that. I think Robert Hickmott ended up. He did get so of, he did. You're right. He uh, left. He left Rogie after the Melbourne Cup, and then he had injury problems. He never really kind of got back to that peak. Um, and he kind of had years and years off, and then I think he ran in a Sydney Cup and eventually was retired. But quite incredible to think that was what 2007. That's not actually mm. that long ago where Rogie's gone and bought a horse for Lord Williams at the uh, sales at the Crack Sales, and it's turned up and beat them up over there as a four year old. It's quite amazing. Yeah, that's right. And I guess what most of you guys did pick up on a lot of the previously trained uh, New Zealand Melbourne Cup winners, of course. What we had mm. Brew, we had um, Ethereal. Uh, what we had Kiwi. What else was there? There was a couple of other ones which were noted. Maybe we might even have oh, one in the yeah. uh, on next mm-hmm. Tuesday. The chosen one maybe might be able to get up and get the lollies mm. over there at Flemington, perhaps over the two mile. How exciting is it? Derby what? Day tomorrow, Melbourne Cup Day Tuesday. If you're a racing enthusiast, this is the time of the year that you want to be. Well, you want your TAB account full as a ball. And you want um, you want to be able to get your eye in as well, neither of which I currently have at the moment. Is but you well, never know. We're only one win away. When was the last Melbourne Cup when they had a horse incentivised paying two dollars thirty favourite? You know, like there's it's been a long time since there was a raging hot favourite like that. Eh? What's it's is it is oh. it it's going into obviously the way it won the Caulfield. Just bolted home, and it probably could have done another lap the way it was it was running, and it was three wide around the bend. I thought this horse has got to be good to win this race, and it stormed home. Is it is it a deserved favourite, isn't it? It is a well, it is a deserved favourite, but it's come a long way in a short period of time. So, yeah. look to then stretch out to two miles. I really like um, the uh, the Northern Hemisphere horse, Spanish Mission, um, but I do see. This morning I noticed that um, that that's just going to have to be vetted because it's just slightly lame. Uh, I'm not sure whereabouts, um, but hopefully it starts because that, of course, it ran Stradivarius, the great Stradivarius up there in the Northern Hemisphere, well, to about a nose. Um, and that was over, what distance was that over that? I think it must have been close to two mile too. So, look, I think that Spanish mission is a, is a big chance incentivises favourite but it's not getting my money at that that's way too short over nah, a 24 nah. horse field and and over two miles you just there's too much can go wrong so well, yeah, yeah I think it's a what about Twilight Payment Twilight Payment go back to back paying 13 bucks uh, uh, again not for me is no, uh, I've really locked no. on to, I've locked on a Spanish mission let's be honest I'd love to see the chosen <laughs> one get up but yeah. I, I was hoping that our horse, um, Graham Richardson and, and all the team there and Matamata's um, horse that we've got a tiny share in, in Defibrillate, I was hoping that Defibrillate would make it through to the Melbourne Cup, but unfortunately just has now gone out for a bit of a spell. But he'll win He'll win his races at some point. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're hopeful. We're living the dream, and that's what racing's about, <laughs> isn't it? Living the dream, mate. Oh. Just projecting mate, it forward to future success. At least You've got to give yourself yeah, a right. chance, Bez. Got to give yourself a chance, and and you had a chance there. But I know you've spoken about Delphi. You've spoken about Delphi before, and we've I've backed it a mm. couple of times since we've spoken about. Has that got a chance? Twenty six bucks. Obviously, it's got a chance, but up against some pretty good horses, isn't it? Yeah, Delphi's got a chance for sure. Um, mm. Obviously, again, set for this race. Uh, I think any of the horses which 
and I guess that's the, my only concern with incentivise was from the outset was incentivised set for the Melbourne Cup, whereas a lot of these other ones, I think their entire campaigns have been targeted to the Melbourne Cup. I might be wrong, and maybe that was what their thinking was all the way all the way through, but it's come a long way in a, in a short period of time. So, yeah, look, hey, it probably goes out there and brains them by five, and then I look foolish. But for a two at two dollars thirty in such a such a big field and with so much can yeah. go wrong, not for me. But Delphi's Delphi's definitely a chance. No, nah, it's not our sort of odds, bro. Right. Nah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's not well, for us. We're just having a little t- bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble tracking down old DK Morrison. Maybe he's, maybe he's at Fat City or something like that, whatever he calls it <laughs> in his commentary calls. Pole City or Fat City or whatever it is. But when we get him on the line, I'm sure he's going to bring the energy. What do you got there from Dave, eh? We've got a tip, Dave, from Dave for the Melbourne Cup. Hey, guys, Dave here from Cambridge. Got a tip for the Melbourne Cup. Traley Rose is just an out-and-out stayer on her last two runs. She's a good chance paying $15. Traley Rose paying 15 bucks at the tab. Here we go. Yeah, look, right. I, I think that's that's not a bad bet either. It's it's a pretty hot field, isn't it? Louis, you've followed mm. Melbourne Cups for a long period of time as well. And and you'd have to say it's, it's a pretty good field this year, right? Yeah, uh, yes, yes it is. But it also is a lot harder for the Europeans to come down now with all the precautions and all the scans and they, that you are going through after last year. Anthony Van Dyke broke down and it was kind of the final straw. So they have made it very hard. And I know lots of Northern Hemisphere trainers have kind of begrudgingly, like Twilight Payment, I know Joseph O'Brien sent him down because he's defending champion. He's a great chance even though he's up in the weights. But they're not necessarily happy about all the protocols that they're having to jump through and skip through um, with all the scans. Because especially for this type of scan they want them to do for the Melbourne Cup, you have to sedate them. And you would have seen sedated horses before Baz. They are out of it. <laughs> they are like, it's like um, they're drugged up, right? And so I think some horses are even, I saw on Twitter, one horse in particular had been sedated four times in a week. And that's just not healthy if you're mm. trying to train a horse to be able to run 3,200. So the northern contingent isn't necessarily at the at, as strong as it's been, but maybe it's a chance for an Australian or a New Zealander. I was surprised that we don't have more Kiwis that qualified. Actually, I thought this would have been the year. Ocean Billy for Bill Pomade. I was obviously getting a start as the yeah. Auckland Cup winner, um, but he's very mm. far back. He's long in the market. But we well, one thing we do know about a Melbourne Cup is that you can win it from anywhere in the market. It really doesn't matter. Uh, and that's what I really agree with mm. you saying about incentivise. Yeah, he's a freak, Baz, but this chat that it's a two-horse race between Spanish Mission and incentivise, I mean, that is ludicrous. This is the Melbourne Cup. That's insane chat. Yeah. Of course it's not. Well, we haven't even chatted very elegant either. <laughs> a very elegant lines up, which um, I think that's she's going to end up there, right? I think, have they decided that, or have they, or is that still... Are they still pending with that? I know she's short on the market. I think they're reading Chris Wallace thing yesterday. They're going to wait. They're going to delay it for, for a couple of days and, and then make the decision. I think today or tomorrow, is it, Louis? Yeah, we will. Yeah, bang on. We should know um, in the next, probably next 24 hours, I'd suspect. I Look, just on how this stuff kind of works, I think she's going to run. I think they would have ruled her out by now. I think they want her to run, and they're giving her every chance. And I think even if knowing how what, how Chris, you know, judicious true Chris Waller is with his um, horses, if he was you know a wee bit wobbly that maybe she couldn't run or wasn't wouldn't be up to it, she, he would have pulled pin by now. So um, I think that there's a really good chance we see her back up. The issue is, can she carry that 57? It's uh, the Melbourne Cup. You want a lightweight horse that's on the up. 
and, and that's the thing for incentivise as well and twilight payment so i, I think the favorites are all heavily weighted and, and it will be interesting to see if any of them can lug it because that's the the main difference hey um dk morrison we are trying to track him down we're getting robots in dubai hotels telling us that we can't speak to him so we're just trying to get through to danny in a different way so uh, bear with us we'll track him down at some stage this morning if we can um but yeah oh, it's all good just hey, just wanna, on that tell I, story I guess like, oh sorry oh no just wrap up the the melbourne cup chat a little bit as well i think i guess yeah, where i was going with too. that field where i was going with that field is that the ones that the the european horses which they think are a big, big chance have travelled. I think we've seen in the past they've travelled with a lot of, a lot of horses which just would get in the field, and that and the lure of the the eight million dollars, which is the Melbourne Cup, can do that to you. But they're never really a winning chance. I think what we're seeing at the moment um, is that the European horses which have travelled down are actually chances in the race. So I guess that's what I was trying to allude to. I think there's some some very good horses in the race for the rules which have been set. And, and for the adjustments which have been set to the um, the qualifying um, points. And, and I take your point, Louis, the dating horses can be a little tricky um, to be able to then pass the scans, etc. But at least you're going to go into the race with clean horses and, and horses which are going to be able to hopefully survive the trip and and, um, and prosper too. So that's my little wrap-up on, on the Melbourne Cup. It's a race which stops a couple of nations and it'll do it again on Tuesday. So we're oh. looking forward to that. Uh, right, I tell us your it. story then. Tell us your story. Nah, oh, Come on, brother. I was talking to Dad yesterday. I was talking to Dad yesterday, and after Mudgy rang up, after Mudgy rang up, and he spoke about the 1987 um, horse Kinsey. Kinsey that won the 87 Melbourne Cup. So Dad was telling me a yep. story. He had two bucks, had two bucks, and, p- and picked uh, the first four. But back then, obviously, it wasn't a first four, so he picked the trifecta. And with two bucks back in '87, he won two, two and a half grand, two point two, two thousand two hundred yeah. bucks. With two bucks, but yeah, so he picked Kensei, and then he picked the next two, but he actually had the first four, because he had it in a little box, or straight trifecta, I don't know how it all works, but yeah, he won 2,200 bucks in 87 with his last two bucks, so I was just trying to tell the story, like how good is Melbourne Cup, like you said, anyone can win it, and the odds are always juicy, so that's a great story, that is a good story, <laughs> two and a half grand back in, in the 87, yeah. that's, that's a fair chunk of with cash two too. two bucks. His last two bucks, too. <laughs> and he said it took him an hour to pick it. it. Took him an hour to pick it with his last two bucks. And he went home. So was it a straight trifecta or a box trifecta? I think it was a straight. I think it was, yeah. I think it was a straight. I, I think it was a straight. I think so, yeah. But he had so the of course, a straight four, trifecta. Most, most people out there mm. who, you know, who are punters understand. But a straight trifecta meaning that you've got to pick them in order. Whereas a box trifecta yeah. meaning that you can pick them... To run in any order in that in that top three, so yeah, there we go, Paulie Mwati. I'll do your job. Have you for picked you, one, Bears? You would have picked a couple of winners. You would have picked a couple of winners in the Melbourne uh, Cup. No, look, I I normally go for I normally have two decent sized win bets just because the odds are mm. I find you can get sort of around that twelve to fifteen dollar mark. Um, so mm. I normally put a, a a decent bet on on two horses and then I'll normally just spend a, a small amount on um on like a first four or I'll jump in a in a syndicate with with some mates and and we'll try and go a little bit wider to get a hold of it but yeah for me it's if I can if I can get a, a fifteen dollar return um that's sort of yeah. a real sweet spot I think I ran um I ran second and third about a couple of years ago 
um, which would yeah. have been lovely if it had come in because I actually had the Cornella in that one too. So, yeah, that's all right. Uh, put it this okay. way. I'm well down over the course of my punting career. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one, mate. I've had one. Americane. Americane. I got on Americane oh, a couple of years ago now, but got on Americane when it won the Melbourne Cup, and it paid juicy odds too. So that was a very, very good collect. The only collect I've ever collected from the TAB. I'm always donating, but how good. Before we get off to the uh, quick break, we're obviously struggling to get DK, but that's okay. Um, who are you on? Is in the cup? Are you on? Are you have you got your eye on one now or not? Or you want to uh, wait? A bit? I'm struggling. Look, I I haven't really picked one. I'm, picked, I'm not definitely not going to send advice for two dollars thirty. So I'll go very elegant, Twilight, or somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. I might even take Davos one, Trailie Rose. Like like you said, anything can win. So yeah, I'm not really on one yet. All right, and the anticipation of the race that stops two nations. It is 7.18 in the morning here on Bads and Izzy for breakfast. A big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. All righty, we're 23 minutes past 7 o'clock on Bears and Izzy for breakfast on a fun Friday. There would have been no one more fun than Danny Morrison, but we will pin the great man down at some stage just having some hotel robot issue on the in the UAE end. Uh, UAE end. But we'll pin him down in due course. Don't worry about that. The Ken Artai phone line for your greatest Melbourne Cup collects, 0800 150 yeah. Come on. We are only days out from the race that stops a nation and New Zealand too, so make sure you give us a call and flick us a text. There's some awesome texts here from Morgan, Zane and the team will get to those in due course but the All Blacks team has been named and somebody has been named at number 10 who we are very fond of here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast it's Bowden Barrett playing his 100th test Here's Barrett Barrett! Bowden Barrett! What a try! Oh intercept They won't get him, they won't get him Oh, I don't know, Barrett's making a good effort. Oh, oh he got, got him. him. He's got him. He's got him. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. But here come the All Blacks again. Bowden Barrett runs into a big hole. Riding the tackles. And then throws, oh, what a sensational piece of play by Bowden Barrett. And Jacobson profits with the try. Bowden Barrett, All Black, number 1115. Saturday night marks a very special night for someone that holds a special place in my circle. Bowden Bazza, Hot Dog Barrett, will play his 100th test either starting or off the bench. And we know it now. We know it now. He is starting. We want to celebrate it. Starting at number 10. How good. I was lucky enough to be in the team when a young, knacky kid with the most horrible, horrible haircut going around made the All Blacks. Bowden Barrett. Wasn't before long that we began to grow a friendship, our passions for gaming and golf. Most test match weeks we would be roomies, so hopefully, hopefully he doesn't write a book and tell a few stories. But that seems to be the case on Bears and Lizzie for breakfast. Teammates paying Daggy out. Back to Bazza Barrett. Where do I start? A player that has amassed 693 test points, two-time IRB Player of the Year. Only two have ever done it back-to-back. Guess who the next player is? Richie McCall. So that puts into perspective the kind of impact this bloke has had on the game. I was lucky enough to have front row seat to all those moments of greatness he was able to do. Always had the ability, when the game was in the balance and the pressure was immense, 
to come on the park in that last 30-minute period and change a game. South Africa, Alice Park 2013 in the defining rugby championship game, left-hand fend. Then he switches the ball and fends with his right, scores under the stick, skiddling players that not many have. Well, that World Cup Grand Final 2015 at Twickenham against Australia when he makes the oval pigskin look like the Rotorua Zorb kicking it to the try line. Take yourselves back to those moments and relive it. Because only big players, big players that love the big moments can overcome adversity and pressure that the great game of rugby can bring. I know as of late, we probably haven't seen the Bazza that we have become so accustomed to, but I tell you something people always told me. Form is temporary, class is permanent. The cream always rises to the top. I salute you, Bowden Barrett. Only a select few have ever made the sacred club. McCaw, Carter, Mialamu, Nunu, Reed, Muliaina, Woodcock, Smith, Whitelock, now Bowden Barrett. The 100 Test Match Club. How special is that, mate? Your family will be so proud, especially Hannah and your wee daughter, Billy. Your greatest achievement by far was becoming a father. So enjoy this moment, brother, a moment you have worked so, so hard for. See you soon. Daggy, All Black, number 1101. Now here's Ben Smith in space. Bowden Barrett. Bowden Barrett's got a heap of pace. He leads the charge. Go Bowden! That's a damage! That's the way to go! Bowden Barrett! Superb is. Absolutely superb, mate. Well, well put as well. You could hear the emotion in your voice too, brother, that he is clearly a special friend of yours and not just a fellow All Black, but a, a real tight mate too. So, what do you expect, mate? What do you expect from him this weekend? Have you got anything uh, which you just okay. a little something for us to look out for? Um, oh, as of late, I've I've really noticed his running game. We we know his running game over the years. He's been able to bamboozle defenses. He's so quick, man. He's so quick off the mark. So he sees a gap. He can he can skin players easily. So this weekend, I just expect. Look, when you have these big games, Baz, you know you probably know you, there's probably a lot of expectations for you to to go out there and have an absolute blinder. The added pressure that comes with the added hype, the media, you know, all the added media interviews, etc. Um, for him, I just I just expect him to go out and, and do what he does best, and he controls the game really well. He puts uh, the team into good positions. He's got a great kicking game. Obviously, goal kicking is a big, a little bit of a work on it for him at the moment. But his kicking off the foot, left and right foot, outstanding, outstanding. So for me, I expect him to just keep doing the same. But when there's an opportunity to have a run, when he that's his, that's his bread and butter, running his running game, attacking the line, creating um, opportunities for players around him, spotting a gap and taking it. I expect you to see him having a wee go with the ball this weekend and in two hands and doing what I just said, switching from the left, fending. Switching from the right, fending, ball in two hands, like every great player, every young player's taught, carry the ball in two hands. So that's what I expect from Bowden Barrett, brother. Awesome, mate. That is fabulous. Give us, we've got plenty of text to get through about Melbourne Cup, but give us a text as well on double eight, double three, and let us know your favourite Bowden Barrett moment from his 99 test matches as we celebrate him being on the cusp while bringing up his 100th in the weekend for the All Blacks and joining that elite and exclusive club as Izzy 
just read out to us. Uh, well done, Izzy. All the best, Bowden Barrett. Give us a call here on uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast as well. And it is time now for Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Oh, I am absolutely loving all these punting stories coming through on double eight double three and oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kenarts higher phone line. We'll get to those very shortly. It's Baznazi for breakfast. Twenty eight minutes from eight o'clock this morning. Bowden Barrett preparing to play his hundredth test and getting the start at first five. Right now, it's time for our weekend choices poll. Choices flooring's floor for living catalogue is out now. You know the drill. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Twitter, double eight double three, the text machine. You have your choice. And it's a cracking poll today if I don't say so myself because, boys, <laughs> this is one of the great sporting weekends to be a Kiwi. This is a rare, a very rare time where we have the crossover where the Black Caps and the All Blacks play in the same weekend, let alone mm. the Black Ferns playing their 100th test as well. Then you add in Dan Hooker fighting for the second time in 35 days in the UFC. So the choice for you to make is... Don't do it, Louis. Don't which... do it. Are you going to say, this is, is this the greatest sporting weekend ever? <laughs> Are you going to do that one? No. <laughs> no, we've already done that, is it? What was that weekend? It was, was it Masters? Uh, no, Ryder Cup weekend. And we had... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ryder Cup weekend. We had the Springboks 100. <laughs> yeah, that was a cracker. Um, no. Which yeah. New Zealand team are you most excited to support this weekend? The Black Caps when their 2020 must win against India on Monday morning? The All Blacks? in their game against Wales at Principality Stadium on Sunday morning. The Black Ferns in their 100th test, their first test in over two years against England on Monday morning. Or Dan Hooker, the ultimate fighter, fighting for New Zealand on Sunday in the UFC for the second time in 35 days. Which Kiwi or Kiwi team are you most excited to support this weekend? The choice is yours. Go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Twitter and go have your say on double eight, double three. Izzy, what's your early reaction? What's your gut saying? Sorry, I just had that Daisy bring me in another chair, boys. I broke my chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my big bum, my big booty broke my chair. So I just had to get a chair replaced. And boys, thank you. Thank How's you to the cafe. They've just. <laughs> Uh, it's going good. Going good, Trudy. I'm training straight after this, but I've just had a coffee, a McCafe coffee delivered, so thank you, McCafe. Um, Louis, that's, that's a tough one. Um, I'll have to say the All Blacks. I'm going to go for the All Blacks, mate. Um, Bowden Barrett's 100th game, so that, for me, followed closely by uh, Dan Hooker. So, yeah, I'll go the ABs for me. What about you, Bez? Uh, I wonder which one's the most followed. Like, what, what one's going to get mm. the most eyeballs? Around the world. Probably be interesting. Interesting too, wouldn't it? Yeah. Probably the UFC, if I'm being honest. Not New Zealand versus India in cricket? Ah, yes, actually, you're right. Oh, uh, head, oh, head and shoulders. Oh, oh. Head and shoulders. <laughs> when you know the answer and you ask a question, it's very naughty. My apologies. All right, we're coming up to quarter to eight in the morning on a fun Friday here at Bears and Izzy for breakfast, and it is a huge weekend of sport, but don't forget the racing as well. Bears and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. 
Melbourne Cup, well, it's only days away, isn't it? Which means it's Derby Day this weekend at Flemington. Back here, though, we've got two meetings at Taronga and Alapuni. Sink our teeth into, and that, if that's not enough, the Golden Eagle. Wow, a race at Rosa worth $8 million. That's right, $8 million. Well, this man, he is a Hall of Fame trainer. He knows what it takes to win Australian stakes, maybe better than anyone else going around. Murray Baker is with us this morning. G'day, Murray. How's it going? Very good, thanks. Yep. Huge weekend of racing. Derby day tomorrow. Obviously a day that you're very fond of, no doubt, mate. We remember the demolition job that Lion Tamer did. That must have been a pretty special day back in Flemington for you. Yeah, it was a great day. Yeah, I couldn't believe it myself. <laughs> Why is it such a special day? Obviously the six group ones on the day, but there's just that feeling for, for all the racing purists about it being one of the greatest days on, on the calendar. Can you explain a little bit more to us about why it is? Well, I think you said it was six group ones. They're all there. All the top horses are there. Uh, it's just the atmosphere. I think they get as big a crowd on Derby Day as they mm. do on Melbourne Cup Day. And and the Kiwi breeds as well. Gee, they just always go well. Don't know. There's, there's obviously a couple in the, in the market this time around, anything that you can sort of maybe steer us into for uh, for, for the weekend? Well, I think uh, Tony Pike's horse will be very hard to beat. He's had a good preparation. He's a Tavistock. He seemed should be able to run the trip. Uh, I think that race, it, it always has a little bit of a tail on it, so there's probably only five or six main candidates that will get the trip. Mate, you've, it's Izzy here, mate. Great to chat to you, Murray. Um, you've had 50 years in the in the training industry, mate, and you've been around, you've done a lot. What gives you such longevity in, in the game of training and training horses, and what do you love about it, mate? Oh, well, you're used to getting up in the morning all the time, and uh, <laughs> it's just uh, there's always that other good horse to keep you going. Along comes another one, and... Yeah. Uh, you know, you get enthusiastic. It's just a way of life, probably. Yep, beautiful, mate. We're getting used to these early mornings here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. We get used to it. It's a way of life. You're right. We're right. We've got to talk about another horse, a great horse that you know a lot of, Aegon. It's back in Australia this week, up in, Sy- in Sydney for the Golden Eagle. Drawn wide, what have you made of its prep this time? Well, it's had a bit of an interrupted prep. It prepped because we brought it back from uh, Melbourne after it uh, missed out on that second start. But it freshened up well here, one of the trials, and uh, has been working really well. We're happy with it, but unfortunately we've got the visitor's door, the outside, and it'll be very hard from there because he's a back runner. And, well, he's not a leader, to put it that way, and... uh, Rosal's a bit of a flat track, and if you get too far back, it's very hard. Mm. Well, hopefully class will prevail. He might get a little drag into the race with a bit of ch- um, bit of luck. Uh, what about back here, mate? We've got um, Frontman goes around in the open, hand- well, against the other open handicappers in the listed race over at Tauranga. Do you think he's still got a bit of improvement in him from his, his last start third in the Matamata Cup? Well, we think he's pretty well right now, but uh, that track is going to be so wet. They had heavy rain last night, and they predicted to get a lot of rain today, and uh, it's a heavy 11 at the moment, and it's supposed to keep raining today and tomorrow, so 
it's a bit hard to know what's going to happen. Oh, that's good to know. I've got one in the same race to barter, so we might pull her out <laughs> if that's going to be. <laughs> if that's going to be the case, we don't oh, want to be running around on them. They can do anything. They can walk on water, saddle bills. Oh, that's <laughs> nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, we, we might we might pull her out as well, but we want to keep her for a, for a, a drier day. What about the chosen one? Goes around in, in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday for a, another time. What do you what do we yeah, expect from well, him? Well, we're uh, Damien Lane's riding him, so uh, he knows the horse well, and he. He's ridden him uh, quite a bit. We're happy enough with him. He didn't uh, he didn't front on the Caulfield Cup, but he dug him. He did put his hand up uh, Frosty Lane and said he dug him out a bit and he started to pull. And, of course, you're running over 2-4. You can't pull too much. Uh, so uh, he, he's fit enough and uh, he's raced well in the race before and we've just got to take our chance. Barrier draw, a nice barrier draw would help. What, what do you make of the field this year with the the, um, the restrictions well, put on the, the European horses? Because a lot of them have uh, failed, well not a lot of them but some of them have failed the scans and uh, they're pretty tough now. They're examining the chosen one again this morning. I reckon it's got a pulse and a foot or something and they've culled a few out so the field has fallen away a wee bit. What about the uh, favourite? Yeah, yeah, well, Short, he's an exceptional it? horse. He'll be very hard to beat if he gets the trip. Yeah, and obviously mm. the the, uh, the European horse and Spanish Mission as well. That's well found in the market. Have you seen much of him go? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Anyway, uh, what about we project forward a little bit as well? We've, got, we've been counting down here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast with the New Zealand Cup week um, coming up as well. And um, we're only 10 days out now. Just looking through the old futures market, which uh, which we've sort of noticed. You've got a little filly there who's chased pretty hard. Oh, well, who did chase pretty hard on the weekend uh, called Mustang Valley. $10 in the market for 1,000 guineas. Do you think she's got enough enough improvement in her to be able to give that now that Phillies race a shake? Well, she's going to have a she's going to have a try. Uh, I think she'll run the sixteen hundred metres all right. Um, drew the outside last week at Matamata and got back a long way and finished it off well. But the plan is to take to take it down. Uh, big track will suit her. She's quite a big filly. She'll have a chance. All right, we're going to let you go in a minute, but um, just what about what about your son Bjorn? How's he getting on over in Australia? Trained a few winners, got some nice horses. Who done deal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crikey. <laughs> He's a character, old Bjorn as well. So, yeah, I look forward to catching up with him for a beer, but... Murray, we really appreciate you joining us, mate, on um, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's a pleasure to talk to a Hall of Fame trainer and someone who's been just so done so much in the industry, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. Okay, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks very much. Good man. Cheers, Maz. That was Murray Baker, oh. Hall of Fame trainer, and that was a Waikato stud uh, racing preview. And, of course, Waikato stud are the home of champion size, including... Savabil and Ocean Park coming up next here on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. We've got plenty more, so we'll be back very soon.
All right, huge hour to close the show and close the week. Uh, next hour, we've got Kieran Fonatier and, of course, the Friday tipple. Richard's come through. Be interesting to see if Incentivized draws 18, see if the price goes out. Yep, very curious, Richard. He is a super horse, though. There's a couple more texts there, Baz. Yep. Uh, hey, guys, been following the Cup for a while. Last year, it was pretty much unanimous. It was the strongest Melbourne Cup field in 30 years. This year, without all the Europeans and all the horses that have been ruled out, means it looks on paper a weak field, although I agree with Baz in that it's probably the most... I can't quite finish that one off. Uh, what does the rest of that say? Sorry, lads. Mine. Competitive most competitive field, field. seen in a while. Up the chosen one. That's from Morgan. There you go. Ah, Baz, up good, the chosen Morgan. one. Do you want to read some of those other ones there, Is? Yep. I've got another one here. Uh, got one about BB, actually. BB's match-stealing try in the 2015 Rugby World Cup, which is Bowden Barrett. Is one of the most iconic moments for me. Clearly stands out as the biggest moment. That's from Zane. And then got another one from Dave. No, I don't. We've read that one. We've got another one from Reed. My good mate, who only bets a few times a year of the year, nailed the Prince of Pens- Penzance. Penzance. First four. He messaged me the ticket saying 5%, and I told him he had won 21 grand. But, of course, the tab- TAB tickets... Only say a round number. So when he got to the TAB, he'd won 28 grand, the extra 0.7% of the 301,000. First four was grand, seven grand. He was wrapped. How good was that? Well, coming up, we've got Kieran Fonatier after the break. Looking forward to that. Thanks. Keep those texts coming in with your memories of the Melbourne Cup. We've got a good hour coming forward. Friday tipple as well. How good's that? Well, we're off to track down some McCafe coffees. I've got mine here, actually. And here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ, it is Friday. We love a Friday. The 29th of October, nearly the end of the month. November is upon us. The first Tuesday of November. We love it. Melbourne Cup week. Keep those text messages coming through. Your favourite moments. Your big wins. Your big wins. We want to hear those wins. Don't tell us about the losses. I want you to be one of those guys that tell us about the wins. All ladies, whatever. Tell us about your wins because I'm certainly not one of those ones. Anyway, <laughs> what I got for the news. Trudy, dad bods. Dad bods. I've got a dad bod. Is it? Is it is <laughs> it's it you. What are you looking, Trudy? Yeah, yeah it's like, you. Dad bods, are they in? Are they in? There's someone. Look, what was oh, the fighter okay. guy that hits dad bod? Dad bod. <laughs> The guy that just did that KO. Tyson that Fury. Tyson, Tyson Fury. Fury. I've got the Tyson Fury kind of body. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll just keep I'll just keep living the, the, the dad bod. Baz is over there chiseled with his chest out with his pecs showing. How good. Yeah, anyway, like, coming oh, up on the oh. show. <laughs> He's got his nice oh, and near hoodie on you. looking gone. good, Baz. <laughs> the shape oh, is gone. looking good, mate. Keep those Cepeda Vela uh, meals coming through. He's doing well. But anyway, come up, coming up on the show. We're going to talk to uh, Kieran Fonatia shortly. He has spent a couple of years over in Wales. He's currently retired. He's working in Christchurch. He's got his own tiling business, but he spent uh, many years playing over there, and he understands the psyche behind the Welsh players and what they really need to do if they're going to have any chance to beat the All Blacks for the first time, a sold-out stadium, Principality Stadium. He is a former Crusaders and Samoan International so look forward to chatting to him. He's good friends with Johnny McNichol as well. So Johnny McNichol is starting at 15 uh, on the weekend. So looking forward to talking to him about that. But we had a great hour just then. We had a great hour. We didn't have Danny K. Morrison here. Apologise. We're going to get him on maybe next week. Um, the internet was a little bit slow there, but that's okay. We uh, we spoke about the Melbourne Cup and the big success of the Melbourne Cup. So keep those messages coming through because 
we want to celebrate it. We also had a quizzy dig, and that was outstanding. Josh, <laughs> Joshy won it. 200 bucks, thanks to the TAB. Thank you so much, TAB, and thanks to Joshy and all our contestants for entering that one. Um, yeah, it was good to... Good little quiz as well. And then what else we had? We had the Waikato Stud Racing Preview Hall of Famer trainer Murray Baker. Well, Baz, you handled that really well, mate. You handled Maza very, very well. He doesn't say too much, doesn't give too much away, but that's what, you know, those guys that have been in the game for 50-odd years, they are very, very wise men. And uh, he um, didn't want a bar of his son, chat. <laughs> no, he was... <laughs> <laughs> he dismissed old Bjorn pretty quickly there. Bjorn is Bjorn's like the he's the antithesis of of Murray as well, and the fact that he's just upbeat and he's alive the whole time. You know, Murray is uh, he chooses words very wisely. He gave us a lot of good racing chat there, Murray. He steered us into it a little bit and just explained how some of those big races are going to unfold. Uh, if we had Bjorn on, put it this way: if you got a horse with Bjorn and you go to the races, you will have a good time. I can guarantee yeah. you of that. So we we might actually have to get Bjorn on at some stage. Give him a ride of repliers, and um, and maybe hey? just get a little bit. <laughs> we might have to get Bjorn on at some stage and and give him a yes. nice little ride of reply. But um, yeah, it's been good morning so far, mate. Very enjoyable. I'm looking forward to this. speaking to Kieran Fonatier as well. And obviously, you guys are uh, pretty good mates. So be interesting to uh, to hear how uh, how everything's looking. Up there, and, and that, um, and what the whales' um, take on it will be. So, yeah, we'll see how we're going. Hey, hey, there uh, is. We've got a couple of texts too to run through. I think we just seem to be having a couple of issues trying to get a hold of Kieran, but I'm sure the boys in the back will be able to sort us out. What do we got here, Cura lads? Just wanted to add another huge sporting event to your list this morning: the Rundle Cup. What's the Rundle Cup? Do you know what the Rundle Cup is? No? No. No. Never heard of the Rundle Cup. What's that? Don't know. Mm. What's this one? Matt, Kiwi team to support over the weekend. Tony Pike, J-Mac, Tutakaka. That's from Matt from Blenheim. Yep, there are some good horses going around. Some premium uh, Kiwi horse flesh trying to take on some big races. And, of course, J-Mac, he'll be right in the thick of things. James McDonald over there in Australia. Looking, I, I think if you're trying to make a quit in the weekend, you could do worse than just follow old J-Mac in. He, uh, he's always there or thereabouts come the big races. He's doing some wonderful things over there, over in Australia. One thing we haven't touched on today, which was a big subject in the world of cricket in the last sort of 48 hours, is, is Quinton de Kock um, and, his, mm. and, and his omission from or his opting out of the game um, the, other, the other day. Uh, against who did South Africa play the other day? Sorry, they um they took Sri Lankan. No, that West Indies. West they Indies, beat West sorry. Indies. Yeah, by eight wickets. That's right. And he he refused to take a knee because he felt that um the it was imposed on him to do so rather than having a freedom of choice. Well, he's come out overnight and apologised for any disarm that that decision had called uh, had made, and and had defended very strongly that his um, stance a bit that some had called him a racist on the back of it. So I, I think he actually cleared it up quite nicely um, and hopefully has, has kind of put it to bed a little bit and we get to see Quinton Cock carry on playing in this World Cup because he is one of the best players in the world and it was just a bit of a 
funny old, well, I wouldn't say funny, it was a bit of a delicate kind of couple of days for South African cricket. And they just can't get through a World Cup without any controversy, can they? They just find a way to, to get themselves in the thick of it. And hopefully uh, Quintercock will be back. Rundle Cup, Buller versus the West Coast in rugby. Well, how did I not know that, Mark? Thank you for your feedback on the text machine there, Mark. And I think it's... No, I should have known that. I should have known that. I should, I didn't know that, but I was trying to round up Carol Fonatier's number, so I was trying to get his number. When you can't do two things at number. once. I noticed that. No, I, mate, <laughs> we're, we're blokes. We're blokes. We can't talk and try and find a number. We can't, we can't multitask. That's what Daisy always tells me. Anyway, we got his number. It's time for a Mick Cafe coffee catch-up as the All Blacks European journey begins this weekend when they run out on a packed-out Principality Stadium in Cardiff to take on the Welsh in the first leg of a gruelling stretch of international rugby. A lot has been made of the strength, of the uh, weakness of the Welsh, Welsh side that will be lining up to take on the ABs, but any match in a sold-out European environment is going to have a lot of feeling in the battle. Kieran Fonatea, former Marco Samoan International and Crusader, knows about the Welsh spending time with the Scarlets when finish up in NZ. He's with us this morning before he goes out and grinds out a day. Tiling, you have a sore back and knees. Good morning, kids. How's it going, mate? I'm going good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Good, good. So, uh, so is Al. Hey, uh, bud. Uh, you don't know my number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Oh, mate. Hopeless. Hopeless. I, I, I sent you the number last night. You said, yeah, that's my number. It was disconnected. But anyway, we'll move forward, mate. Let's talk about yeah, your time yeah, you know, in Wales. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you talk about your time in Wales, mate. You were lucky enough to spend a few years there uh, with uh, the Ospreys and the Scarlets. Um, talk about your time there and, and tell us a bit more about the Welsh players. Uh, have they got a chance heading into this weekend? Yeah, man. Obviously, like, you, uh, you read in the press that they're all underdone and stuff like that, but looking at that team, a lot of them have been around the environment for sort of the whole time I was there, you know, like, um, mm. so they actually do have a pretty strong team, I reckon. So I reckon they're not gonna, it's not going to be the blowout everybody fits, especially on their home stadium in front of their home crowd, you know? Yeah, for sure. So tell, tell us, what are they, what's their psyche, bro? Like, what's their mentality when they are facing the All Blacks? You'll spend a bit of time with them. Uh, uh, what do they say about facing the All Blacks and how do they head into these kind of test matches? Well, I know a lot of the game revolves around their defence. So, uh, if, you, if you look at their past sort of five seasons, they have been actually a really good defensive side. So, obviously, that's going to have to be the best against the All Blacks. But um, also, uh, home field advantage is massive in, in the UK. They, they really pride themselves at home. Um, and it, I think it's like when they travel, it's almost a bit of a mental barrier to get over when they travel because they're not at home. So that'll, that'll be tough. Yeah. Oh, nice. They were, they were always tough at Principality Stadium. We have many, many battles, battles over there. It doesn't matter who takes the field in the red jersey. Talk about our good friend, Johnny McNichol, mate. You're lucky enough to spend a bit of time over there. He is playing fullback. He's starting at fullback. How good has he been since he ventured over to Northern Hemisphere? Oh, yeah, mate. He's, um, he's been leading the stats over there for years with um, line breaks and offloads and stuff he really prides himself on. He'll be, he'll be one dude that... He won't, he won't leave anything out there. He'll be, he'll be trying to counter-attack from everywhere. He'll probably run himself into a little bit of trouble here and there. But he, he's, uh, he gives it a real good go. Um, he's got a real attacking mentality, eh? 
Kieran, it's bad, Sam, mate. I, I want to talk a little bit about your journey as well. So you've obviously, you're a Tyler before your rugby career, and then you, got, you went and had a successful rugby career, and now you're back doing what you did prior, and, and you've got your own tiling business down there, eh? Yeah. Yeah, um, to be honest, mate, it was a bit of a, bit of a shock when, when I got back into it. A lot of things changed, which I had to sort of learn along the way, but things are going quite good now. I, um, you know, I tied for five years before footy, and then uh, had a had about 10 years playing or so, and then, and then came back and got straight back into it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a bit of a shock. The knees, the knees are in pieces at the moment, to be honest. So, so we have a thing on a Friday called the Friday Tipple. As the boss of a tiling business, you must you must have to shout the lads a couple of quiet brewskis on a on a Friday afternoon, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. Anyone that knows me knows that I don't really shy away from that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when there's a bit of a do, or uh, or uh, yeah, a couple of beers at the pub on a Friday or a Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday, sort of set up the old probably be there. That's a story. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. So, <laughs> India, Bonatia would come as Lionel Messi because things are yeah. about to get messy. <laughs> so, if we were yeah. in Barcelona, <laughs> shit, well, Messi on. That was his, that was his <laughs> thing, mate. Hey, um, hey, uh, let's talk about uh, the Welsh's chances leading into Saturday. Jonathan Davies and Wayne Pivak, you've spent a bit of time with those lads. Tell us a bit more about yep. them and, and the leadership that they will instill and, and what kind of coaching style does Wayne Pivak uh, kind of coach with? Yeah, he, he's, um, I suppose that's been the transition between him and Gatlin. Like he, he's got a lot more of an attacking mentality, um, Pivak. Yeah, he's not afraid mm. to sort of give it a go, um, which I don't think they'll leave anything out there because of that. But you've got, you've got you know, guys like Alan Jones and Jonathan Davies, like, they're pretty experienced too, Jay. So when you look over your team, like they might not be a lot of names from looking at when you're in New Zealand, but once you've been over uh, to the UK, these guys have been around for ages, eh? So um, I reckon it's going to be quite a you know tight game, maybe maybe ten or so points in it, probably to the All Blacks. Mm. But I don't think it's going to be the blowout that I've sort of been reading here and there. Where, where do you think the Welsh will try and attack? The All Blacks. Do you think they would have they try and zero in on a particular area? Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Eh? Like, I know Pete will probably want to try to keep the ball moving, and they and I've got um, Anskin at ten, who's, who's pretty good at steering the ship. So they'll probably just you know play play the percentage and try to get it down there. But when, when if All Blacks start missing touch or whatever, you see guys like Jay McFarland and Nickel running it back and trying to light it up. What do you take uh, from that kind of selection? Um, Gareth Anscombe being selected over Reese Priestland, he's on the bench. Um, does that just show the kind of game that, that um, Wayne Pivak's trying to play, a more of attacking brand of rugby with the way that Gareth, he's been at the Chiefs, so he's got an attacking mindset. He's come back from a big injury, let's be honest, so he's up against it, but what kind of selection does what kind of does that selection do for, for the uh, Welsh kind of um, game plan? Yeah, it's, he's, he's, he's got a good balance to his game, eh? Um, and before, leading into the World Cup, he, he'd overtaken Sam Bigger as, as, um, as the number one team there, so he, he's, he's held in pretty high regard in Wales. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll, he'll give it a good nudge, and, and, but his kicking game's good as well. Um, 
he's had to come back from a lot. And I think the last the last uh, few games he's played in club footy over there, I think he might have even got man of the match the last sort of two out of three times. So he's he's uh, he's going good. Nice. Uh, well, let's um, quickly just we let you go. We're going to talk about the All Blacks. What's been your take in the last couple of weeks from the All Blacks? Obviously, USA. You can't really take much too much into that game, but the Rugby Championship. We've been impressed with how they've been tracking. Yeah, man. They just look. They look excited. And they, they play a nice brand of rugby like they always have. And uh, yeah, the counter attack's pretty lethal with the people they've got there, and especially guys having guys like Brody Barrett at ten is keeps your uh, your seven and tens and even twelve pretty honest so that that opens up the space out wide for others and they've got some pretty lethal attackers out wide. Nice mate, nice all for you there you go. Melbourne Cup, we know you love a wee pimp, a wee little dabble. Who are you picking? <laughs> I I just go on the jockeys mate. We have a we have a day next round that we'll go around on that. Yeah, it'll be me on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, mate. Hey, thanks very much. I know you got a busy day, Tyler, and you're probably just about to stop into the bakery and get a nice mids and cheese. But thanks for your time, brother. <laughs> that was our McCafe Coffee Catch-Up with Kieran Fonatia before he heads off and grinds away on the tiles. Thanks very much, brother. Cheers, mate. Thank you. There he is. Oh, there he is, crack. champion. I've never seen Fonny so quiet, mate. I've never seen him so quiet, hey, honestly. He's a very it's loud quite man. You know Kieran Fonatea? Quite intimidating talking to you about footy is, you know, like, he's probably him. Nah. Yeah. No. <laughs> One thing I was going to... No way. Oh, oh, do you think teams... Here's something. Do you think teams have seen the success that, say, South Africa had against the All Blacks and that mm. the game plan that they took on and they thought, right, we can actually implement the same game plan? Or do you think teams just say, all right, we know that's strong. We just got to try and play our best game. Well, what no, do you What do you sure. think? For sure. No, hundred percent, mate. I reckon they would have seen things in against South Africa, um, particularly if you really pressure the All Blacks, put pressure on on, on defensively around the rock breakdown. If you uh, put pressure on their set piece, mate, they actually uh, they actually get a little bit rattled. They get a wee bit rattled, and they actually go go into the kind of like their shells, uh, if I can say it. So they would have seen. A lot of things against South Africa and teams like you know you saw with uh, against, with England in that sem- semi final mate they were outstanding yeah. so they know that the All Blacks are beatable and um, it'll be a big tough ask but playing over there in front of their home crowds at Millennium Stadium Principality Stadium it's a wonderful stadium mate um, so the, they'll go on this with confidence seeing what South Africa were able to do and achieve. Yeah, I just sort of look at it from a. Like cricket perspective, back in the day when you try and take on a really strong Australian side, you either mm. turn up and hope that things go well and stick to your game plan, or you say, you know what, we're going to throw the rule book out here and we're going to just try and disrupt them and do things, play a completely random brand of, of cricket to try and take them on and hopefully um, you know, upset them and, and try and catch them on the hop. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, in rugby... Um, and and in this weekend, whether uh, whether Wales are prepared to do that or whether they just stick to well, their that, tight, but that, that's what South Africa did, eh? Like they they actually played a very good game of chess. The first game they kicked from everywhere, kicked it, kick, 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 kick. All Blacks punch tree comes out and say, "Look, we know what to expect right now. We know we're going to bring a hmm. game." The next game they kicked a wee bit, 
But then they started playing, shifting the ball wide, and it looked like, you know, the, the, the AVs boys were possums and, and the headlights. Obviously just losing, but they kind of were reactive instead of being proactive and kind of um, with, with their messaging. So, look, I'm looking forward to this game, Bears. It's going to be an absolute cracking game, and I'm um, looking forward to, to Bodie Barrett's um, 100th test match. But we better get off. We better get off, and we'll come back soon. You're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Alrighty, we're 26 and a bit past 8 o'clock on a fun Friday here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Speaking of mail, yeah, we're back with the mail run tomorrow, but Murray Baker came through with some very important information about tomorrow at Tauranga. So they have copped a lot of rain. It's a heavy 10, I think he said, already with more rain forecasts. So expect these fields to be decimated if that's the case because a lot of these horses are here on the assumption it was going to be a fair track and they are, this time of year that's what you'd expect. And, and trainers like Stephen Murray with Tabata potentially don't like running nice stakes type horses on bottomless tracks because you never know what can happen so make sure you check the fields throughout today and into tomorrow right now it's time for a TAB live update bet live with your favorite sports with the TAB app today and on Friday we get a little bit of integrity we get a little bit of um, maturity and we get Pip Morris off the pine for Paul Moate morning Pip Live, guys, live. But good morning to you all. And, yeah, what a big weekend of racing we've got to look forward to once again. Yeah, we sure do. It's heating up over the weekend. Derby Day into Melbourne Cup Tuesday. Plenty of nice meetings here. As Louis said, it's going to be a little bit uh, decimated, some of the fields, but still some nice horses going around. What do you got for us, Pip? That bonus back blitz is back. And just on Tauranga, look, it could be the way to play it. There those first four races, if they are decimated, you could get your money back. They're up to that bonus bet if they run second, third or fourth. So uh, check out that. And the TAB have come together with a super spring of racing, obviously. Spring racing just heating up, including that Melbourne Cup. And they're giving away a chance to win 250000 in bonus bet prizes over the next few weeks. So just to be involved, all you've got to do is have a fixed odds win bet, $10 or more on selected races. And you earn your entry into the following day's prize draw. You can win up to five, right up to $50 in a bonus bet prize. And the races qualifying uh, this Saturday are the Group 1's Empire Rose, the Victorian Derby, you've got the Golden Eagle, and the Kennedy Cantalis. You can check out all the TMCs there on the website. And just quickly, guys, too, of course, Big Day Tuesday, Melbourne Cup. So uh, they are saying, look, be ready, make sure your account's logged in, you're topped up, and you're good to go because. If you've been punting on a Tuesday on that Melbourne Cup, you know it can get really busy, so it's best to sit back, be ready, and be ready to get some bets and hopefully kick home some winners. Spot on, Pip. Thank you very much for joining us, and we're all pumped. We're all trying to reload our accounts for the weekend, and <laughs> might even get a little bonus bet dropped in from the TAB with a bit of luck. I'm pleased that uh, Paulie's had a day off and we get the, the much kinder tone of voice from you, Pip. So thank you very much for joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Welcome, guys, and hopefully you find the winner or two, and, and good luck over the weekend. Beautiful. That was Pip from the TAB. Of course, promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18, we're coming up to 8.30 in the morning. We're going to kick this one home, aren't we? We're going to kick it home the last we half are. an hour into our weekend into a very, very enjoyable weekend which is coming up. But for now, it is Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand.
Alrighty, last half hour of the week. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That means the Friday tipple with headquarters viaduct is not far away. Let's whip this puppy home, shall we? Um, here's a little parting gift for me from the week. Now, I'm wondering in race six at Awapuni tomorrow, if not of the head at the bottom of the book, the up-and-coming latter runner is still going to come out. If it doesn't, the 2.30 you're getting about Tavi Mac at the moment is superb. I'm almost certain Tavi Mac will start odds on here. Um, bounce back after the Foxbridge failure so well last start. Gets the 3kg claim down. So it is top weight carrying over 60 kegs. But I just think it's another it's another class above these open handicappers. So there you go. Go have a look. Race 6, number 1, Tavi Mac. It's short enough, but I still think its value is a little weekly parting gift from me as we bounce through to our choices flooring floors for living spring sale catalog is out now download today let's have a look at our choices flooring poll today we asked you what are you looking forward to supporting the most out of the kiwi teams it's a huge weekend for new zealand across a bunch of different codes the question was which kiwi athlete team are you most excited to support on the bears and izzy for breakfast twitter page and double eight double three i've crunched the numbers we've had good buy-in today you have had your say and getting the nod with 40.9 percent well bears was bang on the money where are the most eyeballs black caps versus india narrowly edging out the all blacks versus wales ahead of the black ferns versus england and dan hooker running fourth with just over 13 percent of the vote so black caps ahead of the all blacks ahead of the black ferns ahead of dan hooker and there's plenty more kiwis in action this weekend in various sports across the world but that was your choices flooring poll so thank you for playing along absolutely love it and go on the black caps go on the black ferns go on the all blacks and go on dan hooker is he the Results. Yes, yes, great results. Loved it. Lynn Bears summed it up. The eyes going on with India, the Black Caps, the must win Bears. And this is the question I want to pose to you, mate. Adam Milne. Adam Milne's potentially going to come in. Who does he replace in that stacked bowling lineup? If he's going to be available, or if he gets selected, who does he replace, mate? Uh, Daryl Mitchell for mine. Yeah, I know he did well the other day, 27 off 20, but I think they need to play an extra bowler. They need to take on a formidable Indian batting lineup and use their pace and their swing. To me, Milne, Southie, and Bolt, and you add in yep. a little bit of uh, Nisham, and then you've got the two spinners and Satner and Sodi is a fantastic bowling lineup. I'd take that aggressive option. I hope they do. I hope they do is. Nice. There's a big selection headache there for them, but I'm pretty sure they'll head down that line as well, mate. Seeing Dar- uh, Daryl Mitchell didn't bowl the other day. He's an all-rounder, so he can bowl. But the question was also I read in the news today. All Blacks, um, Black uh, Blacklash, you know, uh, six-year... Uh, I want to I ask you at home. The six-year deal with British petrol chemical giant Ineos. It's going to be on their shorts and their training jersey. An open letter has been written to New Zealand Rugby, signed by 100 people, including musician Neil Finn, Ex All Blacks Bob Burgess and Chris Laidlaw. So I want to ask you at home, what are your thoughts? I know this this is a really contentious um, topic. You know, people have their own opinions about the jersey and what should be on the jersey. There was a lot of chat when the AIG went on the jersey, a backlash from that. Would you feel comfortable having Ineos on the kit for the All Blacks? Give us a text, double eight double three, because there is at the moment. Ineos is, is we're going through the zero emissions sort of phase. We've got the climate change um, 
uh, happening overseas at the moment uh, in a couple of days' time. So this comes into a time. Does it, is this a good look or is this a bad look for me? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I always, I know we're gonna sell. We're gonna sell um, sponsorship. It's the only way we can keep the game alive with having sponsors and um, big brands a part of the All Blacks jersey. I was probably against the big AIG going right on the front. I, I loved it being just All Black. That's the, that's my um, initial thoughts. If they, I don't, I don't, I'm probably not gonna agree with them if they put it right there underneath the silver fern and the All Blacks brand. If it goes where AIG is at the moment. I don't think that's a good look, uh, but if it's on their training shorts and training jersey, then I'm not I'm not too phased by that. But on the jersey, I don't want them to face the jersey. But that's my opinion, anyway. Bears, what what's your thoughts, mate, behind that? Uh no, mate. I I haven't played for that jersey, so I don't um I don't have as strong a tie to it, I guess, mm. as as what you do. I just think the way the way the game's going and and what sport the way sports going, there's more commercialisation mm. of it, so therefore. Sponsors want their their bang for their buck, and that includes that includes on the shop window, which is is the jersey as well. So, yeah, I can I can see yeah. both sides of it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's just I just know over the years, eh? Like, there's been a lot of chat work, especially even with the white collar, the white collar going on the All Blacks jersey. People kicking up a fuss about the white collar when they bought that out, and and it not being a good look having white on the All Blacks jersey. So, yeah, it's just an interesting one. You got to watch, and um, you know, Ineos. They are a big company. They're a huge company, and they have actually made changes with the way that they produce um, chemical petrol and things like that with zero emissions over in the UK. Um, but, yeah, I just want to hear from your home. Not phased at all. We've got a text, not phased at all. That is from an unknown Texas. So, yeah, just want to hear your thoughts. If Ineos is part of the, the, the All Blacks brand, they're going to be on the, tr- on the shorts at the moment. They're on the shorts. They are on the training jerseys. Will it be a big fuss if they do go where AIG is going to go at the moment? But anyway, that's a wee chat that I wanted to bring in throughout the day, and there's plenty more that we could probably get to coming up. But great poll, Louis. Great poll. Thanks, mate. Good, good question. Yeah, no. Good question. Sorry, sorry, Louis. You carry on. No, I was just going to say thanks. Yeah, I'm not necessarily surprised as well because I feel like the Black Caps at World Cup 2020 is um, right on the. It's right on the money of where our attention will be Monday morning. But I think I know what Baz is going to say. Great question around the jersey, and I think it's a very interesting situation. And I can see. I know what you. I know what both of you are thinking from a punter's point of view. I think it's just the reality. So I don't get offended being an All Blacks fan. I don't get offended because I understand the reality of where they sit financially. So it doesn't upset me as a punter. Mm. Okay. Yeah, look, I think um, two things. First of all, I think that poll um, is more about the opposition than it is the team. I think the Indian game versus New Zealand is going to be highly competitive. So I think that's that's the major reason for that. Secondly, I reckon, well, they say time stands still for no man and maybe no team as well maybe even no jersey there is, so maybe it is time to move on. But mm. great question for all of you out there as well. Let us know, double eight, double three. What do you think of the names of sponsors on the All Blacks jersey? It's 8.39 in the morning. We're back after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast with the Friday Tipple with headquarters. All right, we're nearly there. We're nearly at the end of the show this morning, the end of the week. The Kennards High phone line, 0800 811. That's there for you throughout the day with Smithy, with Staffy, and, of course, with Kirsten Beaven. Remember, the Whisker Series podcast is out now. Join Phil as he chats to Kiwi legends about their experiences with mental health for Movember. Donate to Movember and enjoy the Whisker Series podcast while you're at it. That's not far away. We're just at the end of October. But at quarter to nine this morning... 
Well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Thanks to Headquarters Viaduct, the undisputed heavyweight hospo champions of New Zealand. Yes, 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 we've made it. That backing track. Yes, it's that part of the show on a Friday where we sit back and enjoy a wee Friday tipple. Thanks to Headquarters Viaduct, Leo and the team are the leading way are leading the way trying to get the hospo industry back off the canvas and we love that so first up i want to give a toast to andy ellis who spoke to us from washington dc following the all blacks trouncing of the americans andy's living in the big apple at the moment but is looking to move home next year which is something that bears might want to keep an eye on one of our uh, oldest daughter, Scarlett, she's going to be starting high school, so um, it's important for us that we're back in New Zealand for that. So at this stage, that's the plan. But what I'm going to do, mate, is there a spare slot on that on that morning show for me, or <laughs> <laughs> can we kick Baz off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh. no, nah, nah, not happening, mate. But you could ask Smithy if he wants a co-host. Stay well, brother. Enjoy your freedom, and hopefully we see you soon. Cheers, Andy. <laughs> That is outstanding. Andy Ellis, what a champion fella. you got no chance. Someone's got to keep the lights on. Anyway, uh, I want to give a... I want to give a toast to Matt Wallbang, who for the past month, he's been running every day to raise money for I Am Hope. When we spoke to Matt on Tuesday, it almost achieved his goal of running 654 kilometres, which is the same number of people who have committed, committed suicide last year in New Zealand. With only 30 k's to go, Matt reflected on his journey. The, the biggest thing that I've sort of figured out is that running probably is a little bit like those tough times, you know, like you might have two tough kilometres and then all of a sudden you snap into gear and it gets easier. And it's probably a good little metaphor for life, really. No one deserves to put their feet up and have a cold one more than you, Matt. So congrats on achieving such a massive feat, mate. You're a true Kiwi legend. Cheers, brother. Yeah, awesome work, Matt, raising over, I think it was about 13 or 14k for I Am Hope, which will go a long way for I Am Hope. So congratulations, Matt. On Wednesday, we caught up with a great Kiwi, Thames Valley head coach, Joe Murray, whose team is currently undefeated in the Heartland Championship. We had a great chat with the coach, but we couldn't help but notice some noise in the background. Mate, sounds like you're on the farm. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I am. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. When I was told it would be about 20 to 8, I was like, oh, yeah, I can make that work. But then it got shifted a little bit later, so I'm, I'm out here shifting cattle. Oh, how good is that? He's out there shifting cattle. That is as Kiwi as it gets. The spirit of Heartland Rugby on show right there, boys. Love the Mahi Joe. Good luck with the cattle, mate. And I hope you go that well this weekend. Also, they have their charity jerseys up for auction on their uh, Thames Valley Rugby, rugby uh, webpage. So make sure you go over and support Thames Valley. They're doing some great things for some special people. So awesome work from Joe. Yeah, nice, nice is Big Joe, the Swamp Foxes. Uh, this week, our toast of the week goes to Chelsea Alley and the Black Ferns girls ahead of the team's 100th Test match. It's been over two years since Kiwi Women last played a Test match, which, when you think about it, it's pretty remarkable. And I guess that's a real Stephen Fleming kind of conversion rate. Stranded on 99, not out. <laughs> we spoke. We spoke to Chelsea about the significance of the game and what we should expect to see from this team come Monday morning. 
you're gonna see girls in black jerseys absolutely fizzing. We know what this test means this weekend. We we haven't been let out on international soil in a test match in so long, and we're not only playing for ourselves this weekend. We're playing for all of those who have gone before us, all of those who will come after us, and for all of those that we've left back home. Well, could not have been said any better. Well said, Charles. This is a historic moment, obviously, for the Black Ferns, and we wish you and all the team the very best of luck against the English. Cheers, Chelsea and the Black Ferns. Well, that's headquarters Viaduct just being the best and making a great home for the winners in life. That was the Friday tipple, and we love a Friday tipple. is absolutely brilliant. We've got coming up next on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got a little bit of sleep on it with the Doyen and Smith after the break. Catch you shortly.